Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We're going down to Dallas, and our guys are going to be ready to play. And we're going to win that football game. When we do, we're in first place in the NFC East. We control our own destiny right where we need to be. Well, that was uh, head coach Doug Peterson with the morning show on Monday, more or less guaranteeing an Eagles win tonight. And then uh, three hours later, four hours later, uh, you know, backed off that in his day after press conference with reporters. Well, Nice enough to join us on the line this afternoon from Dallas, NBC Sports Eagles insider Dave Zangaro. Good afternoon, Dave. Hey, John. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's been a very interesting week for the Eagles, to say the least. And uh, (laughs) it certainly feels like it's kind of um, hurt the excitement and buildup for such a massive game. Let's backtrack a little. I just want to get your opinion on a couple things. Uh, I'll start with this. They cut Zach Brown uh, after everything that happened with Minnesota. What's so just bizarre about it is given their depth at that position and Nigel Bradham being out, are you surprised that he was cut? I was uh, on on one part of it because you mentioned their situation. Nigel's not going to play in this game, so their top linebackers going into this one are Camus Grugier-Hill, Nate Gary, and TJ Edwards, which probably not ideal. I mean, no one thought that was going to be the situation heading into the season, but uh, I looked at the Zach Brown thing. If you look at it on its own, mm-hmm. it's not that surprising. There had kind of been whispers that he wasn't the best fit. Um, I am surprised that they just flat out cut him, but I, I think it was probably a little bit of a message from the coaching staff after a really bad loss. And uh, so if you look at it just by that, I wasn't too surprised, but you're right. It puts them in a situation tonight where they're a little light at linebacker it does help that uh, Camus Grugier-Hill is kind of healthy again. Mm. He's He feels like he's all the way back from his MCL sprain in the summer. So uh, then after that, it comes what really was like the driving story all week long for the second consecutive season. An unnamed player was talking about the general manager, the head coach, the quarterback, and it's been the talk all week long. Uh, I ask you, Dave, is is there too much being made about this or is the amount of traction completely justified? I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, to be honest with you. I I think that it's noteworthy that it's happening again. Um, You know, and and winning cures all, and we've seen that before. This stuff didn't happen in 2017, right? Right. When the Eagles were uh, Super Bowl bound and everything was going well, it's happened the last two years when they've lost and when the offense has been frustratingly not productive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that stuff tends to happen. Really, there's no place for it. Um, It's a cowardly act. To, to say something like that to a reporter. I don't blame the reporter in, the, in this case at all, but to me it's kind of cowardly to to hide behind that and, and to say things about your coach or your quarterback. And uh, In this case, the criticism really didn't make any sense mm-hmm. uh, to me, at least when you look at this offense. Their problem has not been the lack of checkdowns. It's been the opposite, in, in my opinion, since Deshaun Jackson has been out. It's, it's the lack of downfield attack that's really hurt them so right. the the specific criticism in this case 
didn't make much sense, but it is noteworthy that it occurred at all. I'll be honest, though, at, at talking to players and coaches, they're less bothered by it than I think I would be in their position. I think if I was on that team, I'd be kind of angry that someone was kind of talking out of school, but um, th- they don't seem as angry as I would have been. It seems like they're kind of taking it in stride and saying, well, we just got to win. If we win, all this stuff goes away. Right. Well, um, Carson Wentz continues to be a subject of criticism for, you know, what is believed, you know, to to be a part of their erratic play on offense or lack of success at times on offense. Uh, I ask you, Dave, you're with him every day. How much blame, I don't want to use the word, maybe I'll just use the word blame and you take it from there. How much blame should go on Carson Wentz for the offensive lack of success? (laughs) Not as much as gets put on him, honestly. Um, and I'm not a Carson Wentz apologist, but like watch the games, you know, he's, he's playing pretty well. He's, he's not the one dropping passes. He's not the one fumbling the football. Um, could he play better? Yeah, absolutely. And he'd be the first to tell you. Um, and I'll tell you right now, of course he can play better. He's supposed to be an MVP candidate type of player, right? And he hasn't been playing to that level, but mm-hmm. he is so far down on their list of problems. He's playing well enough for this team to win. Um, and there were a couple weeks where he threw game-winning touchdown passes that his teammates didn't catch. Right. You know, I don't know how you, you can kill a guy in those situations. You know, his teammates have just kind of really let him down this year, and it's it's a lot of them. A bunch of different guys have dropped passes. A couple different guys have fumbled the football. Um, his defense <laughs> kind of got torched last week. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at him, I – and it's funny, I go back and watch these games. I watch the tape of the games. He still makes five to ten plays each week that are just special. Just yeah. special plays that not many players can make. I think overall he's probably lacking a little consistency right now, and that needs to get taken care of. But he has his team in every game, and, and to me they've lost these and more than he has. Uh, Dave Zingaro covers Eagles, joining us from Dallas uh, for NBC Sports Philly, and we always appreciate him jumping on. Um, Dave, several key players out tonight. Um, which one concerns you the most? Uh, interesting. Uh, probably Jason Peters, just because hmm. I don't know what we're going to get from Andre Dillard. I saw some really encouraging signs from him last week. I know it wasn't a great game from him, but went back and watched it. I thought he did a lot really well. But this is a tough ask for your first NFL start to be Sunday night football in Dallas in a, a pretty crucial game. So I, I'm really excited to see how the rookie handles all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and aside from that, uh, missing Nigel Bradham is big, especially against a team with Ezekiel Elliott because they're going to run the ball. They're going to get the rock in his hands in the passing game too. So without your top linebacker, you wonder – how they handle that. So those two are the ones I'm really watching tonight. Yeah, and, and some of the guys, you know, Jason Peters, and you could go even for you can go Darren Sproles and Deshaun. And well, anyway, the roster construction, which is this is kind of something that's been bothering me a little bit. And I'm not, you know, it's easy to say when the guys are injured, but I, it seems like, in my opinion, like it's okay to be indebted to Howie Roseman for what he helped accomplish in 2017, yet still be critical of roster decisions that he has or has not made since. Dave, what do you think of the job that Roseman has done constructing this 2019 squad? I say that knowing we're only six games in. Yeah, I I think you're perfectly within your rights to question him and to criticize him because uh, 
these moves haven't worked out. And, and in large part, it's kind of a, a bit of a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is that he hasn't drafted very well. Mm-hmm. And when you don't draft very well, you kind of need to construct your team through free agency, through trades. And it works for a while. And in 2017, every move that guy made was great. Uh, you look back at the list of guys they brought in that year, Alshon, Patrick Robinson, Chris Long, uh, all these guys, Wisniewski that year, all these guys worked out perfectly. And you were left saying he didn't miss on, like Eric Blunt, J.J., all these guys worked out so well. And then you look at the last two years and all the veterans he brought in, for the most part, haven't worked well. Mike Wallace, Haloti Nada. Mm-hmm. This year you go through the list of guys, um, you know, whether it's Jonathan Cyprian or um, Malik Jackson, which wasn't really his fault, Deshaun Jackson, who's hurt. Um, all the moves in the last two years haven't worked for right. the most part. So. And it was your colleague. Uh, I didn't even, I never even put two and two together. It was Ruben Frank uh, that I was reading, comparing uh, Derek Barnett's career sacks to uh, Mike Mamula's through the same amount of games. I was blown away. I'm like, oh my God, Mamula had more sacks through that many games. It, it's so disheartening. It is, and and I will say Barnett has played probably better than people are giving him credit for, uh, but he needs to get the quarterback on the ground. Um, He needs to get sacks. Sacks are big, game-changing plays, and uh, they need more from him. They're starting to get it from Brandon Graham, but um, really one of the biggest losses of this season was Malik Jackson. He was supposed to be um, a, a big key to their pass rush, and they went from last year to having all this depth at the edge rush position. Mm-hmm. And this year, the idea was to have depth inside. And Fletcher is finally looking like Fletcher again. But the two guys who were supposed to be next to him, Malik Jackson and then Tim Jernigan, both got hurt. Right. Um, so now your position of depth has turned into a position of weakness. Hassan Ridgeway has been okay, but um, he's certainly not Malik Jackson. So their pass rush is really hurt from that standpoint. Right, and, um, and especially it's when, interesting. Yeah, and when you have a secondary, which you know we all know what an Achilles' heel it is, that's when you need that interior defensive line to step up. Um, when it comes to tonight, we I'm assuming Jalen. I know Jalen Mills said at practice that he was playing. The Eagles' uh, Twitter account was tweeting out videos of him in his bright pink suit, so I'm assuming he's <laughs> playing. Uh, is Ronald Darby playing? I'm not so sure about that. We'll have to see as they get closer to game time. I think that truly will be a game time decision to see how the hamstring feels. Uh, Jalen Mills, he's going to play. He's going to start. We'll see how much he's able to play. Mm -hmm. He hasn't played in almost a full calendar year. So uh, he says he's ready to play a whole game if they need him to, but I I can't imagine that's true. I mean, this guy hasn't played football in nearly a year, but it'll help having Jalen Mills back. Uh, It's funny, without playing a snap in the last year, Jalen Mills went from Hated to nah, man, we really need Jalen Mills back. Dave, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because it is amazing considering how poor the secondary has been. You know, the fan outcry for the most part has been, "Oh, thank God, Jalen's coming back. We're saved." Uh, you know, you just you said it yourself. He hasn't played in a year, and he and he was good at times. I don't think he was ever great. What should we expect from him tonight? If he plays, I, I have no idea because this guy hasn't played in a year. You know, I. <laughs> It's hard to say because we've only seen him. We didn't even see him really at practice much because the uh, the portion of practice that's open to reporters is so short during the actual season. I don't know. I mean, he says he was making plays at practice this week, but 
he's the most confident person I think I've ever met. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. And I'm sure that the Cowboys are going to target him early and, and see if there is rust, see if he is able to run with these guys. I certainly would. Yeah. I mean, teams target guys every week for different reasons. I think not playing football in a year is a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two more quick questions for you, Dave. The first one, I, I know we won't find out officially who's in and who's out till closer to game time. Uh, what's the, is Amari Cooper, is the speculation that he's going to play? Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, most of their questionable guys are going to try to play in this game. Uh, it, it's kind of a tricky thing because they have so many. You think the Eagles are banged up right now. I mean, the the Cowboys are they're both starting offensive tackles, their best cornerback and their best receiver all questionable coming into this game. And even if they play, you wonder how well they're going to play. I mean, Amari Cooper has a quad injury, so mm-hmm. uh, is he going to be as explosive as he was pre-quad injury? Uh, I don't know that, and uh, that's a big key to this game because. We know what he can do against this team. We saw it last year, and we know how much these cornerbacks have struggled. So um, I don't think he's going to be at 100%, and I think it's going to be a real key to this game what percentage he's at. If he's close to that, the Eagles could be in for a long night. I just have a hard time believing he is Mm. based on the fact that this was an injury we thought was going to keep him out of this week. Final question for you, Dave Zingara. You picked the Eagles uh, on NBCSportsPhilly.com. What went into the decision to pick the birds? Honestly, it's kind of what we were just talking about, health for the Cowboys. Um, I, I understand that those guys are probably going to play, but I don't know if they're going to be as effective as they were previously. And uh, I think the Eagles should be able to get some pass rush. Um, and they have to stop Zeke or at least slow him down. That's been a big problem for them. Mm. And I understand why you'd be – kind of worried about that tonight especially without the top linebacker but this is a really good run defense and they have been for most of the time under Jim Schwartz for the second ranked rush defense in the league right now so I think if they can at least slow Zeke down they're going to kind of put this game on Dak Prescott's shoulders and now his top receiver is banged up so I think that's the formula for success right now is kind of put this game on Dak and make he, him win the game, and, and I'm not so sure he can. But uh, the other reason is the Eagles, we kind of talked about it this entire time, the, the adversity this week mm-hmm. kind of feels like their backs are against the wall. And for whatever reason, every single time we've ever seen them face this kind of adversity, they seem to overcome it. Uh, there seems to be something about this team that um, when they're put in this position, they generally do fairly well. So I, I, that's the other part of this. I think that um, they know how big this game is. It's arguably bigger for Dallas, but I mean, if the Eagles can win this game, it'd be huge because then it puts even more pressure on the Cowboys when they come to Philly. Right, so, right, uh, I I like the Eagles in this position. His name is Dave Zingaro, Eagles insider for NBC Sports Philly. For links to all his stories, the latest news, uh, and and uh, everything going on tonight, follow him on Twitter at the letter D Zingaro NBCS. Dave, thanks, man. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, Dave joining us from Dallas. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.